On this episode, now we're back from our own summer break. And we're celebrating by talking about uh, whatever race we missed the other week. What was it? The Belgian Grand Prix? But more importantly, the Dutch Grand Prix happened. And then there's a lot of drama happening off the track. But we are going to keep it in the track limits. Won't we, Harrison? That's exactly right. Yes, of course. This is the Track Limits Podcast. Solid. Yay. You know what? It's getting better and better. 53 episodes, and we're still figuring it out. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Tracklets Podcast. Joined here as always by the man himself, ladies and gentlemen. His beard looking very well today, has not been trimmed in a while. Has not. Really letting it letting it grow out. His name's Harrison. Hello. I have not shaved or trimmed it in about a month, so here we are. Very nice. Very nice. Um Hey, lots to talk about. Uh we were had some vacations and some home renovations. Uh so now we're back uh, to discuss. I don't know if you want to talk some about the Belgian Grand Prix, but we well, I mean, can definitely is, talk what about is the there Dutch to, What GP. is there to talk about from Belgium? I mean, what happened? Uh, name well, one thing Mac- from the top of your mind, other than Max Verstappen winning the race. Name one thing without reading a note that happened in that mm-hmm. race. Uh, I do know that uh, uh, Red Bull had a 1-2 uh, at Spa. And we were at Spa. There you go, it was at Spa. <laughs> Hey, That's you, great. And Spa is in Belgium, and we know that. Yes. And yes. Uh, yeah. And it's it's only forty four laps. And they re-signed a contract, so it looks like we're gonna keep it on the calendar. Hey, look at that, folks. But past yeah, well, that, they had what to happened? Make up. What happened? Because that was the most. I don't remember a thing that happened because it wasn't a very good race. Like, I mean, it just all it all's just kind of you know Ferrari. Oh, I do okay. Ferrari put on the wrong tires. <laughs> um, and they were bad so yeah that, that's about it we can not we can skip over it uh we're not missing much there's what i'm trying to say uh yeah mclaren didn't score any points it was about the uh, same as what we would expect after before this you know we went into the summer break thinking things would change we came out yeah. of the summer break having more of the same indeed so um, let's just go straight into uh, the Belgian Grand Prix then. Let's do it. Um, it's not the Belgian Grand Prix. We just finished that. Okay, <laughs> we went straight into it. It's over. Um, uh, now let's talk about the Dutch Grand Prix. Um, a much more exciting race. Much more exciting race. Uh, Max, another dominant win. Um, well, I wouldn't say he. I, oh, well, yeah. Anyways, listen. I, 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 listen. You can, you can say it wasn't a dominant win, and we can, we'll go back and forth about Mercedes and our feelings on that in a minute. But um, when he just like passed them, like they were standing still, it was a great moment where I realized it's pretty much over. Well, so not to go too far into the future, but it evidently uh, after that second safety car, Lewis had the wrong uh, power unit mode, and it caused him to be slow on the street. No, no, you heard the radio. He screwed. They screwed him. Not on the restart. I'm kidding. He screwed himself on the restart. Listen, there's been a lot of. Before we continue on, there's been there's so much crap from this race. We've got AlphaTauri stopping the car, starting the car, stopping the car again. Um, Everyone claiming that was a Red Bull (laughs) strategy. 
which then caused the disgusting Formula One Twitter, as it has just become a cesspool over the past two years, um, attack her, which then turned Lewis's team, his fan club, basically, Team LH, to put out a statement about toxicity that then received so much toxicity in return for it that they actually kind of had to retract a statement about toxicity. It's a crazy world we live in. Because this is where we live in now, where you can't even leave a It's a crazy world. So let's talk about the situation. Here's the thing. There's no shot, right, in reality that Red Bull in and of itself had anything to do with that moment. Mm -hmm. And to attack their strategist who week in and week out has been perfect. I mean, she's been incredible. Uh, probably dropped the ball. If neither one of those safety cars happened, probably dropped the Red Bull. Probably st- dropped the ball on strategy this weekend. But mm. to say that that was a um, intentional Red Bull move to put Max back in the race that he might have been out of, I think I think it's a little far fetched. Now, that being said, if somebody were to tell me that it was AlphaTauri, somebody at AlphaTauri being like, "Hey, we have the shot to do this. Let's do it." I would be more persuaded to say that I agree with you because mm. it was a weird situation because right. He says he stops. He says something's wrong, stops. The car starts to get out, loosens his belts, whatever. And they say, uh, Yuki, the car's fine. Bring it back. Drives it around real slow, gets it in the pits. They change the tires. They tighten his belts up, send him back out. He says something's wrong. They say, uh, Yuki stopped the car. Uh, Pull, they say, uh, pull out of the pit lane, get out of the pit lane, and then stop the car on track, which I think is the part where people are saying, uh, hey, hey, why not just pull over to the side in the pits and just leave it at the end of the pit lane, let the race keep going. Instead, you pull out, you cause a safety car, and well, that's, that's the, because, I think, where people are getting me to where it'd be like, well... Because in the end... You could stop a car straight on the racetrack in what Jensen Button says is the only place to overtake in the entire track. And for a lap and a half, they won't pull a safety car. They'll just do a sector yellow. Yeah. I.e. Valtteri Bottas. Yeah, which that one, hey, Valtteri was trying to get his man redemption. And he, he was just trying to help. He just couldn't do it. He couldn't do it enough. He was trying to give him the old shake and bake. You know, he, he tried. He gave him the shake and bake from the alpha. He wasn't going to score points. He, he said, you know what? I'll do it for Lewis. And then Lewis dropped the ball. So, hey, what can hey, you do? Hey, he did it for Lewis. And then George Russell's like, I'm not Valtteri. Yeah. I'm getting softs. I'm coming in. Box, Which, box. Hey, good for him. I mean, Lewis had the same opportunity. Uh, weird decisions all around, let's be honest. Uh, let's just say this. The Mercedes right now. Hold on a second. I'm so sorry. Mercedes right now is failing at one thing. Here it is. They haven't seen the movie Toy Story. Now, in the movie Toy Story, Woody is upset because um, Buzz Lightyear comes in and just steals all the thunder from Andy, who is his owner. George Russell is that Buzz Lightyear. And Lewis Hamilton is Woody. He is old news. He has done nothing in his career to deserve any accolade. And wow. <laughs> Bold statement. There. Everyone knows I'm full of crap as I wear the Lewis Hamilton hat. 
but that's the crap people were saying. I just want to say. You know, Mercedes has failed at one thing, and that's not winning the race. Uh, yeah. They've come so I, close. They're the most consistent team day, week in and week I, out. It's just... I understand his, I understand Lewis's frustration when you're leading and you feel like from your perspective, from your cockpit, that you that your team did not do everything in their power to help you hold on to the lead and give you that chance. Right. And you you haven't had a you haven't had a win all season. You're used to years of having wins, numerous wins. You can't even get your first one. For this season and and to just have it taken away from you and they had done everything um, perfectly up to that point yeah before the first safety yeah. car they had done everything perfect yeah they so were on for the can discuss that they, um, they were on for the win and seemingly got rid of that which i think this is the first race in a long time that it felt like like we were talking about spa like max starting 13th or whatever he did 13 15th whichever one it was it never felt for a second like he wasn't going to win that race. At least mm-hmm. in in this weekend, in Be- oh, I almost said Belgium again, in Dutch, in the Netherlands. Netherlands. Uh, yeah, at the old Zandvoort, it felt like there was a chance Max wasn't going to win. So it was a little, yeah. until the safety car came out and you're like, oh, this again. It felt, yeah. it felt like there was a chance that he might have to fight for it. Uh, the even crazier thing to me right now is that we're talking about Red Bull and Mercedes. What? Ha- where, where's Ferrari? You know, we could talk about Ferrari. It would not be positive things. What? It would all be negative. I think, I think the best thing to say about Ferrari, you can get just by going on Reddit, as we source many times on this show. Um, someone posted right before the race or right when the race started um, a, the meme of Ferrari with the clowns you know, photoshopped mm-hmm. on, on their race, their wall and their, their engineers and everything. Um, saying how long until this is, you know, relevant. And it was like in a couple laps, <laughs> it was like 22 laps into the race <laughs> because, uh, the 12 second pit stop, which was funny because, um, didn't realize it at the time, but after the fact, the exact same time that's happening on the screen, a 12, the 12 second pit stop with Ferrari, um, Red Bull sets the record for fastest pitch stop of the season so far with Checo uh, at two seconds flat. Yeah. So, <laughs> and the guy, like, the guy, it's like, it, I don't know if they are, like, changing things midweek, but it, the guy ran to the front when he was supposed to run to the back. Like, that's such a simple thing that, like, at what point do you mess that up? The yeah. I think the, the office intro video meme from last week sums up their season perfectly it just it just doesn't make sense like how they're just everything is just it they can't get everything right they can't put it together it's one and it's not just like they're like you know oh some little mistake happened it's always something comical like hey we put the wrong tires on hey your rear Mm. your left rear tire change went to your right front instead of the like complete opposite ends of the car than he was supposed to be uh hey we want to run plan f you got too many plans stick to three plans go a b and c you don't need all these other ones and then in the middle of the race i think it was in spa they're asking charles what he wants to do hey charles be become our strategist for a minute if we do this this is what is going to happen if we do that what do you think we should do 
like it's not his responsibility. I'm sure he doesn't mind it, but it's not his responsibility to make that call. Somebody again, we say this every week. Somebody gets paid a lot of money to make these decisions, and we could mm-hmm. make them just as good, and we're not getting paid that. So it just no. it doesn't make sense. Uh, plus, then he got a five second penalty for the unsafe release, and well, I don't think he. I mean, it's just point. it was it was a comedy of errors. Comedy of errors oh, continues at Ferrari. I thought you were going to keep no, you said that. You said it. that in a, with the inflection that, like, you had another point to make. No, there's nothing else to say. I mean, we say it week after week. I can't wait to see what happens at Monza. Hey, I'm going to guess Especially that, when they're uh, pulling out the white the white uh, suits. Hey, I'm just going to guess that Max Verstappen's going to win the race by at least 20 seconds. So um, what's funny is, you know, uh, in December we did our hot take tracker and where we both thought that Lewis Hamilton was going to win. But... <laughs> We guessed when he would win it, and I said the U.S., and you said Mexico. Well, current math, if he wins every race, would now be, I believe, Japan. So we missed it by one race. Dag. But he has to win he every could race. Win it. He, could, he could clinch it with four races left in the season. So that would be Lewis Japan. Hamilton still could? No, Max Verstappen. I was going to say, there's no way Lewis no, Hamilton why? No, no, no. That's no, why I was no. confused. I was like, wait. No, Max. Max, we had the wrong driver, but we had the races kind of close. So if I get a D, listen, if I get a DNF from Max, then I and I can get him to win the U.S. Well, if somebody else would, I'm half right. If somebody would just uh, else would just win a race, you know, Ferrari would get it together, Mercedes gets it together. Never know. Yeah. So Uh, well, we're still going with does George win before Lewis? Or does Lewis it's, not win at all? It's seeming like George is going to win before him if he, if Mercedes can get a win. I don't think they'll win in Monza, um, mm. but they might win somewhere. They might win in Singapore or somewhere. Uh, anything else we want to talk about? About okay, there are some things I want to talk well, there's, about again. There's more to talk about outside of the race than there is about the race. Oh yes, yes. I, I mean for the race. Um, no, that's it. We're done, folks. It's been a nice 14 minutes with you. Thanks for listening. Um, specifically, I'm glad that they did get rid of the, um, smoke grenade. Well, there was a few smoke bombs in America flares here. They're after the race. Then the one thrown in qualifying, which now someone has found the video where it's actually somebody who worked on the track who threw it on the really? track. It was some security guy, apparently. Interesting. So the Dutch are crazy. The Dutch, the crazy. Dutch have some crazy fans. Yep. Mm-hmm. They do. That's one way to put it. Here's the thing that, um, um I'm curious to see if uh, they bring back a fourth race in America mm-hmm. and they go to Indianapolis again because a lot of the talk was the banking was too much. But they got high-speed banking in Zandvoort. Bring it on to the Indianapolis. Let them run that high-speed banking. Mm-hmm. That's all I want to say. Ain't seen the... I do like the banking. and I like ain't the... seen the banking at Dega. Well, I mean, they might be taking off Sorry. if they were at the, at, running around there. <laughs> They might be God. airborne. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Yeah. Th- I think that sums up Spa or not Spa. Oh, Spa and Zandvoort. They're not Zandvoort was a little more exciting. Uh, still more of the same though. There was this moment though that I I laughed at a little bit with. Um, I think it was in the race, but Crofty was talking to Ted. And he said, "These we're getting to see. This is the first time all season I feel like these cars haven't been able to pass like they were supposed to. 
And I thought, <laughs> I've been harping on how they can't pass all season. I don't know what we're watching yeah. differently. So, yeah, there's that. You're just not down on the track, man. But let me tell you, you, you spin the 100% markup on those Miami GP tickets for next season, and you'll be able to live it. True. You can tell what he's talking about. True. And see the mermaids. We'll go to Vegas. Um, so well, things have happened since we uh, are we done with that? Yeah, I'm things? ready to move on because I'm Let's ready. Move on. You know, I'm ready for a challenger, and we don't have one yet. So maybe next week in Monza. I think um, if we're gonna look forward to Monza real quick, I would like to say that I think that Alex Albon is gonna put in some good laps. I think he's scoring points. I think he's I think he's qualifying top five. Ooh. Bet. Ooh, top five. That Williams has some some straight line speed. By Alex Albon. That Williams has some straight line speed. Do you want? Do you want? No, it don't put it on the hot take tracker because it ain't gonna happen. But I would like to put that out to the atmosphere <laughs> that Alex Albon puts his Williams somewhere up there towards the top. Um, I just want to say real quick that um something I did notice in our over under projections from January, you said that. The question was eight wins by the 2022 champ, and you went with the under. Yeah, really? I went with the over, yeah. What's he at right now, nine? Uh, Yes, I believe. So. Cool. There you go. Missed that just one. Just wanted to throw that in there. Maybe I should just predict things that I don't want to happen. <laughs> you just need, yeah, exactly. You just, we predict something. It's like me in the stock market. It always goes predict something and it goes the complete opposite every time. Let's talk about uh, what's happening for next season. Hey, let's talk about markets drivers. in general. The driver, look at that transition: stock market, driver market. You didn't do it, Great. so I did it for you. Great. Uh, hot Mike looks like Daniel Ricardo is not. Go- well, we haven't even talked about Piastri, which was we have in a previous episode. But let's actually talk about it. it's confirmed. Piastri is going to McLaren. The write-up, which is very long, if you want to see it from this, I forget the name of it, the the full name of it, but basically the driver contract panel, which is the full authority in the FIA and F1 to say what is good and their word is the law. Um, so the Supreme Court basically ruled that, um, yeah, it's McLaren, he's McLaren's driver, and Alpine was embarrassing to the point where it doesn't even look like they have a team of lawyers on staff. It was so poorly done. Um, and he didn't, did, uh, did he even sign their contract? It was, yes, it was something like it was a um, intent or something, yeah. but it was not a legally binding contract. So, um, yeah, in the end, Alpine embarrassed. And there was like Where, I read something that they were like going to try to ship him to another team for a year to bring, and then bring him back. Yeah. And I was like, what are you yeah. doing? Um, Hot Mike, Daniel Ricardo. what's happening to him? Sounds like he's taking a year off and coming back in 2024 is what his, he is expecting. If that's which, what he was talking about. Let's assume, or he just, you know, looked to check and said, hey, I'm really going to get him going real quick. Yeah, I yeah don't, I'm taking a year off in 2024. Yeah, he, uh, it, and come back. Uh, and that makes me wonder, It does is he have something in place for 2024 already? Like, you know, when... Um, before Checo went to Red Bull, it was like, hey, he was talking like, I don't have anything for next year, but I have a plan for the year after that. So, yeah. so I wonder if he's been talking to anybody or if not. Um, but yeah, I feel bad for Daniel Ricardo in a way. Yeah. I mean, they kind of, the signing it in May and him not knowing, which I, I think that he knew a little bit. Um, 
it, it is a little bit of he said she said because it's very well he said he said excuse me because it, it seems like mclaren is saying they were completely transparent every step of the way with daniel ricardo but then you've got the moment in july when daniel ricardo or june sometime where daniel ricardo is actually saying the instagram post how he's fighting for next year and everything which you could take it to mean, well, maybe he's just holding McLaren's feet to the fire and saying, you're not getting rid of me this easily. Um, you're going to have to pay me. So who knows? Yeah, but, or it was like a, yeah. Some people were like uh, questioning whether it was like a plea to them where it was like, hey, like, give me another shot. Like, look, I'm here to stay. Because I genuinely don't think that he knew that there was a contract. Based on the way he's acted since and the things that he's been saying since the announcement... He, I don't think that he knew it went back as far as it did. I, I think he knew. I think he kind of found out that it was, like he knew before we knew, obviously, by probably a few weeks. But I don't think he knew in May before Silverstone or after Silverstone. Can we just, can we just talk about a year ago? I mean, this man was winning. True, but he was very, and, he and, was very and, bad, except for the win, and, and. and was driving his boss's vintage NASCAR. Yeah, I mean, and now, man, it just shows it's cutthroat in Formula One, y'all. It's also like you better you better deliver I don't know unless if you you're Antonio Giovinazzi, then you can just get called back. <laughs> well, that's just because he's Ferrari's Italian. I don't know if you feel this way though, mm. but yesterday I was thinking like back to two years ago when Sergio Perez was about to leave, didn't have a seat. And everybody was like, how is this man not going to be in Formula One next year? I, having He'd never won a race, never been on yeah. pole, right, up to that point. Then he wins the race, and they're like, how is he going to – I can't believe it. He's not going to be in the – it doesn't seem like anybody has said that about Daniel Ricciardo, really. It's just like nobody's been like, I can't believe a for, having a Formula One without him next year. It's almost like um, they just, they're like, ah, he's old. Maybe he'll find He's something. On. I mean, is that? It just feels different to me. It feels weird. Uh, it is. It does. Um, he. I'm pulling up real quick. Um, so when did he start? Checo started in like 2011. He's been around for a while. Yeah. So. I mean, I guess. I also like he's that, not uh, Daniel's not delivering results. I think it's funny though that you know even just this season people were talking about him as a future Formula One world champion. I just I, I we talked about it. I just don't I don't see that happening now. I hate to say that. I think he's a nice guy. Are we talk, you're talking he's about definitely Ricardo? personality. Or, yes, okay. Daniel Ricardo, not not Checo. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I, He's a good personality to have around, but he's he had a, a personality. Yes. He has had a really bad year. The only problem that I see with that, I would say maybe they, you know, went too fast. Was he? It was two different cars that he was having to get up to speed, and he's shown in his in the past in his career doesn't get up to speed with cars very quickly. Needs two years to do it. Uh, I think the the problem is is it's uh, to me it's almost probably like the Red Bull situation where you don't want to be Max's teammate because he's going to make you look bad, right? You don't want to come in there. And now mm-hmm. now it's a little bit different because it's Max's team uh, and, and Sergio's doing well. But it's it's like Lando's been with that team for 
his entire career. He's He's been there a lot. He knows the people. He knows how to talk to people. He knows how to get the most out of the people to work with, whatever. And you're comparing him to that. Now, granted, there has been some very big discrepancies in their performances, especially now, which understandable. But at the same time, you know, you, you kind of, I think the expectation of him coming in was probably too high and then he didn't live up to it. Uh, but hey, we'll see. And then you're, now you're taking a chance on Piastri who should be good. He, I mean, he's been around, he's a champion. Uh, we'll see. I'd like to see him do well. One Aussie for another. Uh, but it, a lot of things fell into place in that move. Loved the uh, Fernando Alonso throughout this whole thing. I don't know if we've talked about it on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we did, but that I've I just wanted to leave. I wasn't. They didn't tell me everything. I'm not where they say I am. This, that, and the other. Uh, making mm. making Alpine out to be a mess. And who gave Alpine? Why, why did they announce Piastri after all this? If if he signed a deal for. Um, well, I guess almost four months ago now to go to McLaren. At what point did you think he was, you know, it was okay to to announce that he had signed? Did you not read back and say, oh, is he our driver before you did that? Or did you just jump the gun? A lot is coming. Or it could be, you know, we put things, you know, it could just be that they're so incompetent they didn't even realize. It, I mean, seriously. I mean, it's hard it, to see that way. It, the, they're they're so incompetent they didn't even realize that that was the situation. And they probably Every, just assumed because he was a reserve. In in the back said, "Yeah, he's the reserve driver. You got him next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's fine, a guys. Weird, weird move. And n- nobody. I mean, based on what it sounds like, they don't have any lawyers looking at anything. I mean, yeah. they've got Saul Goodman <laughs> writing up their stuff. Yeah, and now they're um, in a situation where their driver, Esteban Ocon, wants Mick Schumacher. They want Pierre Gasly, who's got to get out of his contract at Red Bull, but Red Bull has to get a backup driver before they can release Gasly. It's all over at Alpine's just a big joke. Let's talk about that because I think they're going to get it because, I mean, what, what was it? Horner said today that... Um, Herta is the only choice to replace Gasly in the Red Bull F1 camp. Colton Herta, for those who don't know, is an IndyCar driver, American. Um, he does not have enough super license points to race in Formula One now. He's three points short. So he would need a waiver from the FIA slash F1 to race. And uh, Marco and Horner are really doing the media blitz trying to get him on here really hanging over the FIA's head um and specifically formula one i should say let's just put them all together that um you're in three american races next year you don't have an american driver in the grid i have said this ad nauseum harrison and we've got other formula one podcasts that have a whole lot of more listeners than we do saying that Americans will not support Amer- an American driver, and I just am still amazed that they think that. See, I think we differ on this opinion, though. But in reality, it two things. They are they do need to change the super license because it's not really fair to an American driver coming up through IndyCar, who, which is the most accessible mm-hmm. for us, mm-hmm. to get to Formula One that way with the way the point system. Uh, two, 
I don't know why it feels weird that they were just all of a sudden like Colton Hurd is our man. That's who we want. Like he's a good Indy car driver. There's no, nothing taking nothing away from that. He was in, got up to almost F two over there, so he can drive a car. It just seems like a strange like, you know, McLaren signed him, had him come test, and was gonna keep him, and then all of a sudden his name was just out there, and oh, we were gonna jump on it. So to me, it was weird. I hope he does well. Uh, but to your American driver point, I know you feel very strongly that Americans will support an American, and I think a lot of newer fans will. Mm-hmm. But I also agree with the sentiment that Americans just cheer for winners, right? Like they're not if if you're take uh, Sergeant for Williams, if he comes up and is racing for Williams, finishing nineteenth every week, mm-hmm. Americans aren't going to be Williams fans because he's not doing well. Uh, I think there will be, like, there's already a big Red Bull fan base here anyways. I think people will cheer for Colton Herta because he's American and for Red Bull. But I also just feel like, you know, Americans just want to cheer for a winning team. They want to be on the bandwagon. They want to, you know, you know, be a Ferrari fan for Michael Schumacher, be a Mercedes fan for Lewis Hamilton, be a Red Bull fan for Max Verstappen. That's our driver. Uh, I think newer fans will probably gravitate to the American uh, kind of like in soccer right now, Americans are kind of gravitating towards Leeds because they have an American coach and a few American players. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it's not going to be like a sure thing. Like I'm American. I want to support the American driver. I don't feel like we have that sort of, not necessarily patriotism, uh, but th- that kind of devotion to see, people but of the this same is country. the thing that in every other track, every other track, Every other country they go to, home this is so-and-so's home race. Yeah. Look at all the people in the crowd cheering for them. I mean, I just don't see how America would be any different. Now, I've only lived here for 30 years. so <laughs> But we also will have three you know, home... He'll also have three home Grand Prix. Whichever one's closer to his well, actual home I, will be like his I, home home one. I still expect the, you know... The Miami and Las Vegas GPs are going to be the pageantry. That's that's the money making. The awesome. The, the rich people buying it. Going, you're buying, you know, the suite over there at the Bellagio. They're going to see it over the fountains. They're going to cross the line. The fountains are going to go off. It's crazy. You're going to have, you know, Vegas showgirls and feathers all over the track. I don't know. I'm assuming that's what's going to happen. And giant dice are going to fall from the sky. <laughs> Uh, the, yeah, the, when you, when you win, you're going to get, they put a football helmet over in Miami. They're going to give you like fuzzy dice and they're going to put them around your neck and, wow you know, and you'll throw the, um, throw the dice gonna, on the and they're going to give you, and they're going to give you a coupon to the buffet wow and say, wow, you enjoy you this. Highly the, of the best buffet Prix, on the strip. Huh? Yeah. And then, and then, you know, they're going to, um, actually, you know, no, they're going to do it like the NFL draft. The podium <laughs> oh, is going to be over the fountain? on the lake. I think that'd be pretty cool, honestly. That would be cool. Hand them, and they're going to time it and they're going to zoom out slowly. And when Max Verstappen, who's going to win, takes the trophy, you go, ah, ah it's like, honestly, everything you just described and, sounds pretty cool. And, and then, you know, in the background, everyone's done. They start, instead of, you know, like, whatever they do at the end when they're, you know, doing the champagne, they're going to play uh, Elvis Viva Las Vegas. <laughs> I honestly could see that happening, too. <laughs> let's, let's just, I mean, just make it as cliche as possible. Honestly, the fountain, uh, the, the having it on the fountain sounds pretty cool. I think that would be pretty cool. 
I don't think it's going to um, happen, but it sounds pretty the cool. Camera's going to, you got a camera on top of the Eiffel Tower, the fake Eiffel Tower, you know, going around. Uh, there's going to be a shot, you know, that goes around the giant Ferris wheel. Crofty's going to dress up like Elvis. Crazy. Abso- yeah, oh, man. Absolutely. A lot of Elvis impersonators. It's, it's all I'm trying to say is going to be lit. All that to say that the home race is probably going to be the Circuit of the Americas. Coda. Uh, you know, Coda is going to be the in all. That's going to be. The I one. will say, I do think that Americans will will pull for Colton Herta. I don't think that he will be their like favorite driver. If that makes sense, they'll have a soft spot for I him. I could go with that, but I yeah, think I it'll be like I'm that. a Lewis Hamilton fan, but I'd love to see Colton Herta do well today. I can merge my I, my belief in with yours yeah, because I think it's, it's like one that. of those like you'd like to see them do that. Just like I'd like to see Lance Stroll win the Canadian Grand Prix, or you want to see uh, any Grand Prix. You at don't want to. You don't. Huh? I said any Grand Prix at that. Well, you know it's some race, and then you know you you you, you, you want to see win Silverstone. You got you got three you options. Know, three options. You know. Really four. Uh, but let's okay. Here's a here's a question for you. The whole Herta thing is this all just strictly money? He's the most easily accessible, um, best track record American available right now to drive. I and think just kinda like hey, we can get some money for this guy. I don't think it's all money. I think part of it is uh, talent. Because there is an American in F2, like we said, uh, in Logan Sargent. But I think Colton Herta has more appeal because more people would know because he's an established IndyCar driver. So people who follow racing mm-hmm. know who he is from IndyCar. I mean, he's won races in IndyCar. Uh, he was Lando's teammate coming up when they were kids. So there's that connection. Lando Norris was mentioned in this episode now. Uh, yeah, I don't. I think he does have more appeal, but I don't think that's all it is i mean you might as well just go sign if you want money to bring to your team go sign somebody like jeff gordon as your technical director do something silly like that i think if it was all money mm-hmm. i'm i'm still sitting here just thinking of what else we can do with the vegas <laughs> what's all right here's what we're gonna do here's what we'll do everybody we will go for a week and we will brainstorm <laughs> For this whole week tune in next week at the end of next week's episode after we recap monza <laughs> we will give you a full we will we'll do our normal episode and at the end we will give you a full breakdown of everything that we ha- think okay. will happen in the las vegas grand prix i love it we're gonna make lists i'll make a list and you make a list we'll go back and forth all right we'll do 20 we'll things keep, we'll save them lock them like a hot take tracker we'll see how many things actually it'll be like a bingo board except for our time love takes. it sounds good to me <laughs> i can't wait that's exciting all right um cool next week we got monza uh isn't that exciting so exciting temple of speed i already gave you uh, my prediction for it all right uh ferrari loses i don't think ferrari finishes on the podium oh no harrison why would you think that? i mean they dropped the ball it's, right. it's their home race extra pressure Matteo Bonotto or whatever is Bonotto, whatever his name is, Bonozo. He uh oh, got him. He uh is gonna just he'll probably like go to the wrong pit wall or something. Forget that he's a Ferrari. <laughs> They'll probably try to pit Charles and accidentally radio Carlos, and they'll get the wrong person in, give him the wrong tires. Uh, 
Car blows up. I'm going to go with the car catches on fire. Could see that as well. And Alfa Romeo doesn't finish. I saw a stat that Alfa Romeo, out of all the DNFs, 25% were from Alfa Romeo. Really? Yeah. That makes that sense. I mean, I'm just making hey, it up. we didn't talk, mention this, but Audi coming in could be taking their spot. Yeah, not a new team on the grid. We're just, you know, changing out, switching them up, not letting Andretti have any shot at it. Yeah, who knows what the deal with that is. Oh, I'll tell you what the deal with that is. Money. I think they'd bring in it's a lot all of money. It's money. They, less, they don't want to split. Yeah. The teams don't want to be want to split. Just like, you know, it's funny. We talked about Herda. Nah, it's not about money, but they won't let another team in on the grid because they're because going to have But That's because they lose money. Gain. It's not about gaining money. It's, it's about not losing money. It's about sending a message. True. And you can send us a message on Instagram or Twitter or email. Uh, Twitter's toxic, so don't use it. And you can follow us on Instagram at tracklimitspod. You can email us tracklimitspod at gmail.com. Uh, Lando Norris was mentioned in this episode. Leave me comments for the stewards. We'll be back again next week to talk about Monza, but we're back again right now with Harrison to share his closing thoughts. Yeah, hey, we had a great vacation. Hope you guys had a good summer break. Crosby actually went on vacation. I uh, redid my house floors. Um, yeah. Great Who staples carpet? A lot of people. Could you, could you, could you never, could you never see stapled carpet again in your life and be happy? Yeah. Well, they didn't staple the carpet. They stapled the underlay on the carpet, but they, oh, they didn't I'm do it. Sorry, a, I didn't understand. They that. didn't do it in an easy way to get up. They did it in like a random pattern, so mm. kind of sucked to get up. But yeah, hey, that's how we spent our summer. I uh, hope everybody else had a good summer. Didn't miss us too much. That's my closing thoughts. Can't wait till Monza. Thank you. Three weeks in a row. Fantastic. We've got three races. Can't wait. Let's get it going. We'll see y'all next time. Okay, bye. bye.